is the Hollywood Chronicles with Frank McKay. With Frank McKay. Tune in each week for exclusive interviews with your favorite celebrities. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, he's becoming the king of pop culture docu-series, and uh, every one of them are just absolutely fantastic, and I'm, I'm addicted to his work. Uh, Brian Volk-Weiss is, uh, is our guest once again, and, and what, a, uh, what a tremendous talent this guy is. And now, his latest is uh, it's, it's the series finale coming up, Icons Unearth Marvel. And uh, the work he's done on pop culture as, as a whole is just it's second to none. Brian, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. With that with that build up, I should probably quit while I'm ahead today. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, don't Holy worry. Boy, I was like, where's my wife? she got to hear this. <laughs> well, hey, listen, we talk about you like that even when you're not on the air. Uh, honestly, you've uh, you've taken this mantle and you've you've run with it, and and all of these series are just uh, are just riveting to me. I'm a pop culture guy, but I mean you've you've just taken this uh, to another level. Give us a little something on what people may have missed. I know I think it's Tuesday that uh, that people will be able to see the finale, but uh, give give us a little rundown on what people missed. So, you know, it's funny when you, I, like, I like Marvel a lot, but I'm not, the way I am with Star Wars and Star Trek, which have been with me since I've been about three years old, I, I was a little late to the Marvel party. I only got into it with Iron Man in 2008. So unlike Star Wars or Star Trek, where I kind of didn't have to do that much research when those shows got greenlit, I, I had to do a lot of research for Marvel. And I, I do what I call looking or searching uh, for the spinal column. And what that means is when we're doing all this research, I'm always looking for that one story that can become like the spinal column of the entire season. So I'm reading all these Marvel books, I'm watching all these movies, I'm doing all this stuff. And then I finally saw this one sentence in one paragraph in the middle of this like 800 page book. And it was a very simple thing, and I've told this to a few people, and, it, like, nobody ever is like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, I always have to walk them through why this is insane. So I feel very lucky I, I, it resonated with me because I almost missed it. But here, here was the one little nugget that, for me, broke open all of Marvel. When they were shooting the first Marvel Avengers film, um, two weeks into filming... Four came out. Three weeks before they wrapped filming, Captain America came out. So if you're like a lot of people, you're like, yeah, so what? Well, you have to understand, they spent $200 million on the Avengers. Thor and Captain America are two-fifths of the leads. So imagine if they're sitting there two weeks into shooting the Avengers and Thor bombed. And the other thing you always have to remember is, statistically speaking, six out of ten Hollywood movies bomb. So there was a 60% chance Thor would bomb and a 60% chance Captain America would bomb, statistically speaking. Then you got to look at those characters. Now, I love Thor, the first one, and I love Captain America. I love them. They're great movies. I would say they're both like A or A-minuses, phenomenal films. 
But those are very complicated stories, very strange characters. And they had absolutely no idea if either of these movies would work. And yet here they are, sitting there in the middle of New Mexico, spending $200 million, where the lead of the movie, who is ostensibly Captain America, uh, like they didn't even know if the movie was going to work or not. So that shows you the tolerance for risk that this company has had since the beginning. And for me, I'm like, all right, I get these people. That's, they're cowboys. That's, that's who they are. And that's what we tried to show this season. Hey, where is Stan Lee as far as the late, great Stan Lee? Where is he uh, on, uh, on par historically? Do you have a comp? to Stan Lee? Do you have somebody that you can compare him to in other aspects? Because Stan Lee and Marvel kind of go hand in hand, right? And But uh, who is he the equivalent to, say, 100 years ago or 200 years ago? Oh, it's funny. I, I didn't realize you were going to go backwards. I was yeah. going forwards. The, the only person I can think of, and I'm, I'm going forwards, and I apologize because I cannot think of anybody going backwards, I mean, the only person who's even close would be uh, George Lucas, um, and then I would argue Tyler Perry. Um, I mean, if you look at the sheer amount of characters created and the money um, that has been generated, I, I, the only the, George Lucas and Tyler Perry are the only two people I can think of. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're, I guess you're right to go uh, forward, but, uh, you know, I mean, even, even if you go back in literature... I mean, there, there. It's not like uh, who's it? Burroughs, who created Tarzan, created a whole bunch of people. You know what I mean? It's like he's known for that. You know, or, or um, well, it, uh, exactly. Yeah. Like the people like him are known for one thing, and like all you have to do is look at Marvel's comp, which of course is DC. There's no Stan Lee uh, of DC. No. There's a bunch of Stan Lees. Um, so, I mean, by the way, I realize what I just said could be controversial. To yeah, no, no, we know what you meant. You're not, you're not there's no, yeah. there's no Stanley, right? There's, there's no one. But with, yeah, with there's Stanley. no, there's no comp. I mean, the people that made Superman had absolutely nothing to do with the people that made Batman, who had absolutely nothing to do with the people that made Wonder Woman. Um, like at Marvel, I mean, Stanley is connected to or out like created out of his own brain um, some of the most iconic characters in human history. First of all, second of all, and this is the other thing that always cracks me up that everybody forgets about Stanley. Like he was also an executive. Like this was the guy dealing with like time off requests. This was like the guy who had to like give raises or demote people or like deal with cash flow. So like here's a guy who's like literally created some of the most icon iconic characters in human history, and he's like you know he's got to deal with like payroll taxes, and, and, uh, you know making sure the copy machine uh, is is uh, getting looked after. Like that's the other thing about him, which I feel often gets forgotten. I mean he he was a executive leader as much as he was a creative leader, which. That's why I'm saying, I, I, other than George Lucas and Tyler Perry, who were both creative people and business people, I, I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, you know, listen, I, just to switch gears for, for a moment, I, I've got to hand it to you. I've never watched a Fast and Furious uh, movie before I saw your, your docuseries. And I, 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 
I can only say, compare that in my life to something else. Stacy Peralta, who did a great job with, uh, I think it was called Dogtown and the Z Boys. It was a skating, yeah. you know, uh, great uh, skateboarding. Doc. Great doc. Uh, great doc. And I'm, I'm not a skateboarder. I had no interest in skateboarding. Same. And when I watched that, I, I was just blown away by it. I mean, I was emotional about it. It was, it was just amazing. And you did the same thing with Fast and Furious for me. So congrats to you. I mean, what you're doing, you're... You're separating yourself from the herd, and uh, uh, just congrats to you. Congrats on this. Let us know anything else we should know um, about uh, the Marvel, uh, well, Icons Unearthed Marvel, um, and, and anything else that we should know about you that's coming up. And then before you go, of course, give us your social media site and, and website and everything where we can follow along with what you're doing. Well, we got a lot of shows coming. Uh, we are the busiest we have ever been uh, by a, by an exponential uh, variable. Uh, uh, just to sound mathematically brilliant, even though I failed algebra <laughs> three times. Uh, but yeah, we we got a lot of we got a lot of shows coming. Don't 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 worry about uh, us not making shows. So, uh, uh, and as usual, I can barely talk about any of them. But we we have a lot of announcements. Uh, that I mean, there are shows we've been working on for a year and a half that haven't even been uh, announced. So we got a lot of stuff coming. Um, season finale of Icons on Earth Marvel is uh, this coming Tuesday. I always got to try and remember to say that. And uh, I'm on Instagram uh, under my own name. Uh, technically, I'm on Facebook, but I, I don't use Facebook as much. Um, but, yeah, Brian Volkweiss on Instagram. Congrats to you. Uh, another wonderful piece. I can't wait till Tuesday uh, to see the last of it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here, and congrats on everything. Thank you. As always, I appreciate being asked back. Brian Volk-Weiss, everyone. Uh, he's become the absolute master of the docuseries on pop culture's uh, phenomenons. And, uh, you know, by the way, uh, I've had him on, I don't know how many times I've had Brian on but he is, um, uh, he's an amazing guy. He's a, a Star Wars guy. And, uh, you know, that's his, his world. He's uh, obsessed with Star Wars since he's a little kid. And he got into that heavily. He got into, you know, the, um, the idea of Star Wars and uh, just uh, talking about it and making the film about it. Um, Fast and Furious, I've never watched one in my life in my life until and by the way they're entertaining right but until i saw his docuseries on fast and furious but he is uh he is to pop culture what i i don't know you know like i i mentioned stacy peralta who did a brilliant brilliant job on um dogtown and z boys uh, that was uh something uh just I, I, it blew the the movie blew me away. The documentary blew me away. Sean Penn was the was the narrator. I didn't even know that as I was watching it. He did a great job on it. But the way they laid it out, Stacy Peralta. Just so you know, um, and we we've got to get him on one of these days. But he was one of these Z boys, and the uh, I, and again I haven't seen it in so long. It's I'm due to, to watch it again. But it absolutely blew me away, and I have nothing to do with skateboarding whatsoever. My kids weren't heavily into skateboards. Some of them, you know, they, they all own skateboards, but uh, they weren't heavily into skateboards. They weren't into the history of it. But this is the history of, of skateboarding. And 
uh, you know, in America, the real history of it. And they, uh, they, they talk about this one group of, of kids that were surfers. And they were, you know, they were kind of poor kids, but they lived near the, near the beach. And they, you know, they all were obsessed with, with this certain kind of, of surfboard. And they hung out at the surf shop. They were, you know, they were surfers. So when, uh, when they started getting into skateboards and when the, you know, when the, especially when the, the uh, uh, surfboard manufacturer that they loved um, started making uh, skateboards, they started using techniques that you would use in surfing and, uh, you know, in skateboarding. So he brought this group of kids that uh, Tony Alva was one of them, uh, Jay Adams was one of them, Stacy Peralta. He had real long, long blonde hair at the time. And he actually did a couple of, I think he did a Charlie's Angels. This was back in the 70s when this group were, were formed. But the, you know, the, the guy from the surf shop and skate shop uh, ended up grabbing these kids and they were all, they all ended up being iconic in, in skateboarding and they all had this different style like they would touch the ground and that's kind of a technique I guess surfers I don't know anything about surfing either so forgive me but they would uh, they would put their hand out uh, and there was a, a you know a, a surfer who would kind of uh, do that it was a, a stylistic um, point that these guys all used but they used it in skateboarding and they they showed the contrast Peralta the filmmaker showed the contrast where uh, everybody was just kind of standing up straight and you know like a straight as an arrow on, and, and I'm sure it was skewed uh, uh, you know a, a, a great deal um, but this was their competition and they're just uh, you know doing and seeing how long they could you know skate for or how fast they can do these other guys were just completely um, like like un um, untethered they just went out there and they performed they were creative they did things that nobody else did and they just blew the whole you know place away and I don't even know if they ended up if they ended up winning first place but they captured the attention of the of the nation and, and again I'm talking about Dogtown and Z-Boys and the Z-Boys and, uh, and and they just went into all of these different different aspects of it and again I'm, I want to get Stacy Peralta he's the you know he was a skateboard champion um, and he was um, uh, you know he's also the filmmaker for this documentary and you know I brought it up to Brian Volk Weiss who we just had if you're tuning in a little late here uh, Brian Volk uh, Weiss uh, uh, you know he, he was just talking about his uh, icons unearthed Marvel and um, he's uh, you know he's big into pop culture Peralta, I, all I know of him from is really this movie, and then they made it into a, you know, like a, a live action uh, thing, a drama, and it was, uh, you know, it was good. The, the, that was good, but nothing like the documentary. The documentary absolutely blew me away, and it's it has to do with pop culture. And anytime one of these filmmakers, one of these showrunners, puts pop culture into a historic um, perspective you've got to respect it because it's it's here it's it's so powerful gaming uh, for example 
is so powerful. People are going to look back on it years. It, it's not the Frisbee. We're not talking about, well, and by the way, the Frisbee, you know, back in the, in the 50s and it still, you know, existed, you know, today, whatever. I, I, I get it, but that was a fad. The hula hoop was a fad. But in general, uh, things that started out to, to, be, uh, to be something but got adopted by society or a segment of society and someone coming along to take it to another level, all of a sudden it's past that. The skateboarder, we're talking about this documentary that, uh, that started in, uh, or, or that focused on the 70s. Uh, skate, kids are still skateboarding and, and uh, you know, Tony Hawk became a, a legend. Um, you know, uh, all these uh, you know, different folks, it, it's, in the, it's in the Olympics now. And without this group, this one group um, being there, I, you know, certainly it's, uh, it, it's probably not going to be an Olympic sport. And I think, personally, without Stacey Peralta's great documentary, um, Dogtown and Z-Boys, um, yeah, there's no way that it, that's an Olympic event, snowboarding and, and, and you know, uh, there's just no way that it exists. Extreme sports isn't, uh, isn't existing without um, what, uh, what Stacey Peralta did, you know, Tony Hawk for sure. I mean, he brought it to another level. But the reason I'm talking about this is Brian Volk Weiss is, um, is just doing that with pop culture. He's creating these docu-series, and uh, this one is, what is he with? He's usually with Netflix, and I assume he is, is uh, as well. He's an Emmy-nominated film producer, uh, founder, CEO of the uh, Nacelle Company and, and Comedy Dynamics. But um, he is, uh, you know, where is this? Finale airs uh, April, uh, oh, on Vice TV. He's on Vice TV here. But he's on Netflix quite a bit, and you, you can see all of his stuff streaming. And he's as good as they get. But listen, why not? I, I remember um, growing up, video games uh, were there. We had to stand up, obviously, to play our video games. It wasn't until Nintendo uh, put out their first you know, real system that there was anything close to what we were seeing in the stores, in the, in the game rooms, uh, at home. And, uh, and my brother brought home a, a Nintendo once, um, you know, it's the NES, the uh, original, and and that blew you know blew us away. We were like, what? You know, even the the game that came with it was Mario Brothers, and that uh, was such a departure from uh, Atari. Atari was stick stick men. We were playing uh, Atari baseball, which was, <laughs> you know, you were playing with stick men and enjoying it. Uh, or you were playing Space Invaders on there, or whatever. It was uh, it, it was Nintendo that uh, that broke through. What the kids are doing now, what the not even kids, what gamers are doing now, is uh, it, it, they're you know they're changing the uh, the the world. Uh, certainly, the world of pop culture tremendously, but the gaming situation and i haven't played on a video system for i, I played with the kids you know like uh, you know 15 years ago so you know when they were kids i played with it i haven't uh, gotten into uh, you know any of the gaming but the the gaming situation is uh, is here and it's uh, you know it's it's real and i know people you know i've 
you know, relatives that say to their kids, why don't you throw those things out the window? Uh, and I just, I, I don't know why. And uh, I, I don't know why they would say that. I could see people getting addicted to it and it's a, you know, it's a bad thing. But pop culture is here. And, I, you know, and it's, it's part of mainstream. Um, I remember when Game Boys came out, they, they started giving them to surgeons all over the place. Uh, surgeons, and the surgeons had a, um, uh, you know, a, a perspective on it. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Brian Volk Weiss has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Hollywood Chronicles with Frank McKay. With Frank McKay. Tune in next week for more celebrity interviews with your favorite Hollywood stars. 